0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is
1: what you missed. If you're a daddy, hope you had yourself a good Father's Day. Lucky, how did yours turn out? Uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Some uh, uh,
0: burgers for dinner, nice. I a, uh, the kids got some poutine, which was always one of my favorites. Okay, I got some nice cards and gifts. Very good. Yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was, it was, it a nice day. We were able to kind of go around and visit. My dad, uh, we were able to go and uh, take our bikes over and take a ride with him, which is one of his favorite things to do. Very good. Uh, so got the boys out on a bike ride.
1: Very nice, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, you? Uh, yeah, I have just puttered around the backyard, talked to my dad in the morning, and he did told me. Did you golf? Oh, I did not. know. I, I mean, I'm an amateur, but Father's Day is really amateur I know.
0: day. Yeah, yeah no. I've been asked the same question. Yeah, I mean, oh, are you going golfing for Father's Day? Yeah. No. Oh, ew, it's like
1: going out New Year's Eve. No, thanks. <laughs> Uh, We did golf Saturday. We were at Stonehenge. It was so slow. There was like a couple of groups ahead of us. You know, it was funny. There was a group ahead of us. uh, And it it said that the group ahead of them were the ones that were slowing it up. But the group ahead of us had two young guys, uh, both who looked like they could golf. And they had decided that on this particular Saturday afternoon, they were going to bring their girlfriends out and teach them how to play. Right. And the girlfriends shared clubs. Okay. Which made it even more, you know. That's difficult to and, do. And so we'd stand and watch as the boyfriend would uh, pull the tin cup and stand behind his girlfriend trying to teach her how to swing. Wink, wink. Let's right. go with that. And then she would practice swing, you know, 400 to 700 times and then she'd hit the ball and it would barely come out of the tee box. Yes. You know, so that went on and it took us about five and a half hours to get around 18 at Stonehenge. Yeah, it was a killer. It was a killer. Don't say And it was hot. Yeah, Saturday afternoon was hot. Um, but Sunday was great. I called my dad in the morning, had a good gab with him and he told me that he was going out to a, a restaurant. He's in Windsor, so they were going to a patio with his lady friend and some of her family, so I uh, I pulled a private detective move and found out what restaurant they were going to and then uh, their reservation time, and I ordered them a round of drinks. Wow. wow. So was, uh, he was uh, really impressed with that. And then, uh, I had them hand the bill to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, just I just said, I'd order dad. <laughs> Which is always good. Like to get an 82 year old man upset. Uh, um, Johnny Blue. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then we just did sausage and some salads on the grill. And that was nice. And it was just Maria and I, of course, with the boys uh, being away. But some trickery was had between one lucky and, um, and my wife is, uh, Lucky had uh, led Maria down the uh, golf town lane and uh, uh, introduced her to a club that is now in my bag.
0: Well, we had had this discussion here in the uh, in the studio in the past that you know you you <laughs> are missing pieces of your golf set. <laughs> some of them <laughs> due to not you know buying any, and some <laughs> due to rage uh, yeah, uh, and breaking some. And, uh, and so one of them was like a, a hybrid, which I thought would really help your game. And, and you agreed at one point, I think after your long golf adventure, mm-hmm. uh, 72 whole weekend. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and so in conversation with your wife. Uh, because she is in the, the market for golf clubs as well. She is. I pointed her in that direction for you. I actually forgot that I had when you texted me. <laughs> You're like, hey, thanks for the advice from Maria. I'm like, holy yeah. crap, I forgot I even said that.
1: Yeah, the Deep Red. Right. Is also the name of a movie I started I'm once. Sure it was. Um, yeah, it worked great. I played it on, uh, I played it on Saturday afternoon. Because I, I came around to my golf uh, bag around the fourth hole. And I go to reach my club. And all of a sudden, this thing's sitting in there. So were, Really? You know, yeah, she had had it... Uh, she had had it sent to friends' house, and then they brought it over, and she had it hidden the trunk. And I never saw. I'm so oblivious to everything around me. You didn't. So it was in your bag from like the time you bag. got in. It was in her bag. Oh, okay. And I wouldn't have bothered. She, so she added it mid round. Yeah, I guess at some point when I was probably at the beer cart. Right. You know. Go she, figure. She. Uh, so then she videotaped me as uh, as uh, I was noticing it. She had her camera ready, and I'm like, "Oh, what is this?" We go through a whole thing, but as. Uh, she had started videotaping as I was getting out of the cart, and I, you know, you just think in life that you're moving along doing your thing. When I see the video, I am so slow and old and fat. I'm the like groaning. I'm struggling to get out of the cart. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm playing with my pockets, looking for my tea. Where's my glasses? You know. And I, w- I waddle to the back of the cart. I notice I have zero arse. I've got no bum in my pants. I'm just belly and legs. I'm 45 shaped- seconds into the video, you're finally at the back I'm, of the cart. I'm shaped like a question mark. I said, thanks for this, Maria. I thank you for the club, but the video has kind of ruined all of my self-esteem. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's oh, a, that fun... Club. That club went on, her because it was funny, I was I was kind of, I was having fun with it. We share a visa, right? We have the same credit card. Now. Right. So I had noticed about $300 from Golf Town had gone onto this uh, credit card. Wow. Well, okay, so she has, like, she, you know, she has, I don't want to say allowance. That's not right. She puts money aside, every check for her to do with what, as she wishes, and everything yeah. else goes to bills and all of that. So... I so she'll put stuff on Visa and then she'll say I'll just take it out of my we say allowance but it's not allowance it it sounds bad to say allowance anyhow. So I was joking with her going, oh, who spent $300 at Golf Town? I guess I figured she got and bought herself tops And, you know, it turns out that uh, not she so much. She spent it on you. That speaker she bought, which I guess is an early, right. uh, early yes. uh, birthday gift. And, and now this uh, club, which is a Father's Day gift, which the boys, I guess, are supposed to kick back the money for, which I highly doubt <laughs> will ever happen. So I bought myself my Father's Day gift. In movies like Selma, which is about Martin Luther King Jr., None of the speeches featured are real. So the lines read as Martin Luther King Jr. were not the real things he said in movies like Selma. Okay. Because one Steven Spielberg owns the rights, the movie rights to his life story and all of his actual speeches. The rights were purchased in 2009 and Spielberg apparently still has them even though his MLK movie never got made.
0: But they don't like say like, I have a vision today.
1: Like... (laughs) <laughs> I have a migraine they they keep it pretty close, I guess so. I have an affair <laughs> to mention yeah, I don't know exactly. I never saw Selma, so no. the first Bitcoin purchased was on uh may twenty second two thousand and ten. The purchase was for two pizzas <laughs> for ten thousand bitcoins. what? 10,000 bitcoins in 2010 got you two pizzas. Wouldn't that be like millions now? 360 million to be exact. Wow. Those better be expensive pizzas. <laughs> better be uh, Extra, extra cheese is a lot. Yeah, cheese is very expensive these days. That better be piled high with a pepperoni, I would think. Stan Lee put a hyphen in the name Spider-Man because he didn't want people confusing him with Superman. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean... You know, the fact that one's wearing a mask, not nearly as built.
1: Doesn't have a cape. Yeah. And maybe people back in the day, maybe it was black and white television or something, they got confused. Right. Every single person, every single one of us, has face mites living on our face right now. Ooh. They're microscopic. They're currently swimming around in the oils in your pores. Right. And they even have sex on your face. (laughs) At least someone is. (laughs) When the Hindenburg crashed in 1937... 62 of the 97 people on board survived. And the last survivor died at age 92 in 2014. He was, f- he was a 14-year-old assistant on the Hindenburg when it exploded. Wow. So after his passing, there are no survivors anymore from the Hindenburg. Really? Yeah. He survived the Hindenburg and then was hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. He's 92. I don't know. <laughs> died at a Zeppelin concert. <laughs> That's right. Uh, from 2011 through uh, 2012, so one year, 12 months, Okay, China produced more cement than the U.S. did throughout the entire 20th century. Wow. They're up to no good. <laughs> what do you need all this cement I for? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure there's some conspiracy people oh, out there. We they already have that. the Great Wall. they're mm-hmm. not- Building that again. Two of them now. They want (laughs) (laughs) to pave it. They got lots of hospitals they have to build quickly in Wuhan, I guess. Uh, Based on his height and weight of marshmallows, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters would weigh in around 3.87 million pounds or about 2,000 tons. Wow. That's a lot of marshmallows.
0: That's really crazy. I mean, a marshmallow obviously
1: weighs like next to nothing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty tall, though. It's a lot of marshmallow. Yeah. The Morgan Freeman movie, Ten Items or Less, was the first film ever that was legally available for downloading in 2006. How long would that
0: take to download? <laughs> you got to
1: fire up the 14-4 modem? <laughs> Morgan, Morgan was a young man when the download started. He's really aged, hasn't he? He really has aged. My goodness. Um, will we ever be able to reverse the aging process and live forever? a question that says haunted man forever the idea of being able to stay upright forever well the answer is through a new study probably not no matter a good thing though yeah forever it's a long time it's a long time and it just seems to me like you know we we uh put stuff off so badly now (laughs) you imagine i need a haircut but i gotta wait two three thousand years (laughs) Are you ever going to marry me? Maybe in uh, six or seven hundred years. Till death do us part. <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> Prison sentence, of life is 25 uh-huh. years. I could kill her and still have forever. Yeah, no, I don't... You know, especially if you can't... Especially if everybody can't live forever, right? Right, yeah. You don't, you don't want to be the last kind of man standing and everybody you ever knew is gone. Not only that,
0: imagine the stories you'd have to tell. Mm. Like, you know, you'd have to constantly have people asking yeah. you stuff. <laughs> what happened this uh, this... This century, this millennium. I don't
1: remember what I had for breakfast. (laughs) Leave me alone. I'm 52,000 years old. (laughs) What do you want (laughs) from me? Go read a book. (laughs) What are those? Um, And finally, here's a little sports thing for you. Okay. There's only one NHL team that's won every time it's made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Who is that? Imagine they haven't
0: been there that often. Um... Tampa Bay won with Andrew Chuck. Did they lose one? I'd say Tampa. No, it's the Colorado Avalanche.
1: Oh, the Ray Bork here, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed this one, and I had mentioned it earlier. This is a sad little Bono fact. Bono's mother died when he was 14. She had a brain aneurysm at her father's funeral. So, yeah, his mom died at his grandpa's funeral. Wow. Grandpa sat up and said, can, "Can I? Can it be about me? Today? Right? Why? Why do you got to have a brain aneurysm at my funeral? Is it on a Sunday? Because that would explain some things." All right. Yeah. Also, maybe why Bono's so preachy and annoying a lot of the time, <laughs> kind of down in the dumps. That's that's a sad story. That's really that, bad. That's yeah. not uh, that's not so good. There you go. So next time you listen to your Bono music or want to mock them for any reason, you just remember that story. He's had a tough go. Now I'm no uh, golf expert, but I would suggest that uh, yesterday down the back nine was uh, pretty damn exciting golf. You know, you don't want to go into the final round with some guy like twelve under and everybody else even, right? You know? uh, and that certainly wasn't the case, right? You want to you want to see that kind of excitement down the stretch?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, as much as you know, the Tiger factor was great to watch. There were tournaments where he had, had just you know blown it out. <laughs> And uh, and I guess he was chasing records at that point. They tried mm-hmm. to make it exciting that way. But yeah, when there's when it's close and there's a lot on the line, and the names that were at the top of that leaderboard mm-hmm. too were all you know the top players in the game right now. Uh, it, it was fun.
1: You know, and it is amazing. It's a great uh, example of how tough of a sport golf is when you have a man like Mickelson who just won. Yeah, at the Masters, and then turns around and he's like uh, eight over, right? You know, um, well, and just look at the pressure, like Bryson DeChambeau,
0: mm-hmm. right? A guy
1: who who was
0: leading the tournament earlier in the day and it fell apart in the last six holes,
1: and um, and the story of Rom is pretty impressive. Uh, he certainly set some records yesterday. Uh, first Spaniard uh, to ever win the U.S. Open, uh, won his
0: first major title uh, two weeks after being ushered off the course, right? Uh, Because of a a positive COVID test, which uh, I think a couple days later, he he had like three straight negative ones. And that's why he was allowed out of protocol early. But he was leading that tournament by six when he was pulled out. And it was, uh, uh, could they say it cost him $1.7 million uh in that and he said what was worse was his parents were visiting he just had uh his wife just had a baby a month or two ago Mm. uh, and his parents were visiting for the first time so he wasn't able to be there when his parents met his
1: son yeah that that's tough to uh, to deal with i'll tell you he was really good too at the end he was quick on his feet because when they were talking to him after he got his trophy and they were asking him about the covid situation he was saying you know i had i had no symptoms but i tested positive and really tough to be taken off the course when we were you know doing so well and then he pivots because you know and it's, you could tell in his head he's like okay uh, this is sounding a little too self-serving uh, right and all can't all be about me so he goes you know I just got to mention, though, that I was I was happy to, to go into quarantine because I lost a good friend, a reporter uh, who I'd become good friends with, who had just taken up the game. I lost him to COVID. So many of my countrymen have passed away because of COVID. It's been a horrible thing. So he didn't make it about himself. He made it about mm. others. And that was a smart move, I thought. And, and look, at the end, his two, on 17 and 18, those two final putts, as much as we love to see guys crank at 350 and 400 yards, yeah. to me, beautiful putting like that 20. Twenty-four feet out and seventeen feet out, just the way it curves and follows the green.
0: Amazing, under under the pressure again, and you know it was tough for uh, it was tough for Canada to to watch Mackenzie Hughes, Mm. you know, who was in the final group. Uh, on sunday with who and i thought well here's a chance he, he tied for the lead at the start of the turn the round mm. and but it was poignant on saturday after his round he's you know they were talking about how his parents wouldn't be able to be there they normally watch him play all the time mm. uh, but they wouldn't be able to be there of course because of covid and travel restrictions uh, so they'd be watching it on tv uh, back home i think his mom is a nurse in hamilton um and uh, and he said well you know I, I hope i play well enough to stay on tv <laughs> right and right. you know just the unfortunately the moments he was on yeah. were not good ones well
1: putting a ball in a tree will get you on camera well, stuck in the tree it's yeah. so rare that that happens yeah and and it was interesting
0: cuz you know there were quite a, quite a few beverages being consumed you think? Uh, around that course, when he had a streaker. Yeah, on uh, jump on and play a couple of holes <laughs> or balls. Did he? Yeah,
1: I don't think he got uh, to a couple. Of he holes. swung
0: uh, twice, and then uh, he brought his own balls out and swung mm-hmm. them. In, and then he got tackled down. Uh, and then Bryson DeShambles ball at one point got you know leaned up against an empty case of beer. Yeah, uh, but you know they were screaming at Mackenzie Hughes, you know, around him to shake the tree, like mm-hmm. get everyone together and shake the tree until the ball fell out, which I guess would have been legal had they done it in time. Mm. But, yeah, he had to take a penalty stroke for that.
1: Yeah, he certainly saw with the crowd that they were excited to be out there and had been locked up for the last year or so and uh, were certainly enjoying themselves uh, around the fairways. And it was all, you know, I, I'd like to say to, like, uh, to Hughes, you know, yeah, you want to stay on camera. Think of all the golfers who were playing during Tiger's reign yeah. when they never got on camera right. ever. I mean, it just followed him around the uh, the entire time. I wonder, too, uh, little things I always think about, you know, at the end when uh, when Rom is up there and his wife comes running out with their baby and she's whispering to him. I always wonder, what is she saying? I slept with the pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> is this a bad time? <laughs> but I want to say something. Yeah. This baby isn't yours. <laughs> I, uh, was, how much is that check, hon? 2.25. Okay. 2. I saw a Rolex I want. I think these are the type of things she's yeah. probably whispering to him. Uh, but it was, uh, it was exciting to, uh, to watch all over, all around and all America. <laughs> man oh man I, I don't know what it is or what they're compensating for or overcompensating for but the flyover with the jets at the end it was so ridiculous because they got rom standing there with the trophy in his hand he just wants his check and he wants to go home he's just played four days of golf he just wants to move along and there they go and now we wait for the whatever whatever jets to fly over from the such and such a squad and they all stare up there nothing Nothing, nothing wrongs. Looking around. Well, we'll get back to that, I guess. Well, it's because right around the corner, if you're a Top Gun
0: fan, yeah. is Miramar. Right. Like they're at Air Force Base where they did Top Gun.
1: I'm surprised Tom Cruise wasn't flying. Well, maybe, well, maybe he jets. was. Maybe that's why it was delayed. Maybe that's why it was delayed. <laughs> And finally, my last, I think, comment on the U.S. Open, and I know it's probably not a tough gig being a commentator in golf. You know, if you do play-by-play like you do for hockey or other sports, it's two hours, three hours, and then you're out of there. These guys are talking all day for four days straight. Uh So I know you run out of things to say, but, oh, my God, Captain Obvious. Like, (laughs) the same dumb comments. Like, if somebody turned to you and said after somebody played a a round of golf, well, I'll tell you, him being one under is a good start. Oh, really? You think, Captain (laughs) Obvious? (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes saying nothing is better. Some, sometimes. And, and, well, it's
0: t- listen, it, it, it's difficult in play-by-play because you don't know if your audience knows what you're talking mm. about or doesn't, right? And, uh, there are people who watch major tournaments who just watch because it's at a major event that's going on. They're not golfers.
1: And right? now he just needs to get it on the green. <laughs> really? This what? needs to go in. Come on. Shocking. It's time for Teddy Reader and Helinda's meets. Good morning, Ted. How are you, sir?
2: Not too bad. How you doing, Craig? How you doing,
1: Lucky? Uh, pretty good. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on a successful weekend
0: at the joint and big Father's Day yesterday and your burger boxes. It, it was
2: packed. I drove by yesterday. Yeah, it was busy. It was a busy place. Busy place, that's for sure. Well, lots of golfing going on, cold beers on the patio and lots of food coming out of the kitchen and out of the smokers. I'd like to I say that, that uh, I tell you the brisket yesterday was unbelievable.
1: Well, before we get to all of that, Ted, I just want to do a little business. If we could, it seems to me that the success of the burger box weighs completely on our shoulders and all the uh, promotion we gave it. So I'll be sending a bill of about twenty points on all sales of the the burger box, if that's okay.
2: You, you send that on over. Uh, <laughs> you can pick up your check. It'll be underneath the chainsaw plate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, then. I guess I'm not getting It'll paid. It'll be working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teddy, I wanted to ask you this. And I, just because I always see it in the grocery store, and I I never really buy it because it always concerns me, like vegetable and beef kebabs, and that they don't cook at the same pace, and are they going to be ready at the same time? And I'm talking about the London broil, which is usually that pinwheel, Ooh. right, of like ground beef or veal or pork. Mixed in with like a, a wheel of steak. Now, I then they look like a patty, like a hamburger patty. Right, basically, right? Now, I'm assuming Is it ground beef. I thought it was like sausage or something. Uh, it might there. be a ground meat of some them. sort, yeah. right? Um, do they cook like with ground sausage and steak in this pinwheel formation? If you throw them on the grill, would they cook at the same time to the right temperature?
2: Yes, they do, but you end up with uh, the the steak actually having to be uh, a little bit overcooked mm. because, because the ground meat needs to be fully cooked to 160 degrees internal right. temperature. Okay. So by the time the ground beef is, is cooked to 160, so is the steak on the outside of it. Okay. Now- and so it, it you know, the, the, the meat needs to be nice and tender. So sometimes that steak, they'll use either a a flank steak or a skirt steak to do it, Mm -hmm. and a little tougher cut. And so it usually ends up being tenderized or needled so that it can be really, uh, so that when it does finish off, it's still soft. Okay, Ted. It's not one of my favorite recipes or things to do. Right. I'm more of a, you know, keep the ground meat separate. And then have the steak and enjoy the steak the, at a temperature that you like. And a flank steak or a skirt steak, tougher cuts, they need to be cooked hot and fast, and sliced thin, and best served medium rare.
0: But Ted, I guess if uh, the other way option you can go to, if you're thinking of combining meats and doing a pinwheel type thing, would to go would be to go seafood, right? Because I see a lot of those done. What would be your go right. to do there?
2: Well, oh, I'd probably do a mixture of uh, either lobster or shrimp. Uh, I might make a mousseline of uh, puree some scallop or some Mm. white fish to bind it all together Mm -hmm. and then put it in. Throw in some baby spinach, some salt, some pepper, a bit of garlic, and you can do it up. But I'm 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 still old school, man. I'm not into that that spinning and stuffing the steak. I like my steak to be. <laughs> hey, you're not going to get me to say how much I love London broil because I don't. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's fine. You did mention at the beginning about brisket, and so we could just say screw the London broil. Let's go to the joint and get ourselves some brisket. Because Teddy, it was uh, it was uh, smoking nice over the weekend, was it?
2: It was. Uh, I tell you, uh, my pit master, Bender, there, Chef Bender, Ezio. He did an unbelievable, and the Montreal smoked meat just melted like butter in your mouth. It was it was incredible. Ted. Great weekend out at the joint, had lots of fun, and you know it was it was great to see all the dads out there with their their kids playing golf and having a good time, and, and it was awesome. It was a beautiful day.
0: Quickly, Ted, like does it does the heat play a factor outside as well? The fact that you get hot, humid days in the summer does that make it uh, different when it comes to if you're going to smoke a brisket?
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the weather matters. Mm-hmm. Um, without, without any airflow, things don't move. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to, to keep your smokers moving in the right direction and maintaining those temperatures. Out of the joint, we've got a nice breeze always coming from the north northwest that makes it a little bit easier. But then our challenge is, is when that wind picks up and it's super, super strong... And then trying to keep your your fires uh, at at an even temperature is even harder. So it it does play. Uh, Cold weather, rain, humidity, um, dead air. If there's nothing flowing, you know, it's so hot, so humid, and there's not even a breeze, Mm. makes it real hard to fire a fire.
1: Well, Teddy, I want to announce now with the success of Teddy Reader's Burgers in a Box at the joint, I'd like to now publicly announce the launching of Craig and Lucky's Burgers in a Box. (laughs) Our thing, though, is nine burgers <laughs> instead of eight. <laughs> well, it's because when you
0: screw one up, <laughs> you got to toss it. That's what.
2: If Craigie's making them, you're going to get it. <laughs> <the burgers.
1: laughs> Dozens and dozens of burgers. Oh, burnt that one. Drop that one. All right, Teddy. If people want to talk grilling or however they can get their burgers in a box, because that carries on, you can order uh, on the weekends, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If people want to do that. Get a hold of you for the burgers in a box, or talk any type of grilling except London broil. How do they get a hold of you, pal?
2: You're going to find me uh, at the eldoradogolfclub.ca, and you can uh, look up Ted Reader Barbecue The Joint in there, and you'll find our burger boxes and everything else. And if you got questions, uh, fire them over to me at Ted Grills. This is interesting.
1: Uh, About one in five of us believe we have seen a UFO before. That's one in five. One in five? Yeah, do you think you've ever spotted one? No. No. I remember something when I was a kid. Like, I think we were all outside. It was summertime, getting a little dark. I kind of vaguely remember us seeing something that looked kind of orange and hovering in the sky, and we weren't sure what it was, but I was on a lot of LSD at the time. (laughs) I was like 12 or 13 something like that. Oh, of course, yeah. right. Just how we used to roll in Bramley right? back in the day. Anyhow, with so many of us believing that we've seen a UFO, perhaps this story wouldn't seem so odd to you. A woman claims aliens abducted her from her bedroom a few weeks ago. And here's the odd part. Now she's in love with one of them. <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> She claims she heard a voice in a dream tell her to wait by her window. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not the only voice in her head. Uh, She sat there uh, the next night until finally, there she was waiting, and finally a flying saucer swung by, picked her up with its tractor beam, and brought her on board. There were five aliens on it, but she really connected with one, Lucky. She found love. Did she? With an alien. Yes, she did. Um... The alien said he'd only take her home if she gave consent. So he was a gentleman about it. And she said, I'm not really ready to leave Earth yet. So he took her home, brought her home like 20 minutes later. Must have been at the Express uh, UFO. Yes, of course. Getting across the GTA and stuff, not easy. Well, they do time travel and stuff. That's right. But now she's heartbroken. She regrets it. She says she's got an overnight bag ready and keeps waiting for her to come back. <laughs> I think there will be somebody coming to get her but it'll be men in white uh, jackets. Why is it that you know if if aliens
0: existed and they were coming and uh, and really going to take humans mm-hmm. to uh, to experiment or just find out more to learn more about our existence. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is it they never go to the the big cities and the big buildings? You know, to take the important people.
1: Take an accountant and a lawyer. Right. Take a doctor. The, you know,
0: there's presidents and world leaders mm. that they don't take. Instead, well, I guess they did take Elvis then, according to some. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's important. But I mean, like a double wide in Omaha. Mm. <laughs> it so we- might not be the best example. It's also, some. it's always some guy drinking hooch at a 7-Eleven right. parking lot. <laughs> I know. Might have something to do with the hooch. Well, she, she claims that it was all about love and a terrific journey, but from what we understand, her return wasn't as pleasant as she made it out to be. My grand exit was out of what was basically like a big airplane toilet, okay? I, uh, shoot. I dropped down seven feet under the roof of a Long John Silver's. They threw out my pants separately. They missed the roof. My slacks landed in a frickin' pine tree 30 feet away. So I had to just chill up there with my damn cuckoo and prune shoe till the place opened up.
0: <laughs> oh, I had to miss Kate McKinnon. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.